Welcome to Why I Quit, a show that covers real people quitting their nine to five jobs in search of something different. Listen to inspiring conversations where we dive deep into the stories of why people quit their jobs, what were the hardest parts, where are they now, and any advice for people following the same path. We are so excited to introduce Austin Benoit as this week's guest on Why I Quit. Listen as Austin discusses his journey of taking an SEO course and quitting his full-time mechanical engineering job one year later. Learn how experimenting with dropshipping, MBA classes, and freelancing led him down the path to where he is today. Get inspired hearing Austin think about building a business that optimizes his time and his happiness. Hey, Austin. Thanks so much for joining me today. Absolutely, Dave. Glad to connect here. How are you doing? Good. Yeah, I'm excited to hear more about your story. And do you mind going back and give me a little bit of background of where you're from and then uh, what that led to for your education? Sure. So I'm born and raised my whole life in Michigan. I'm originally from the Grand Rapids area on the west side. Went to U of M, University of Michigan, for, for college after high school yeah, it was was awesome. Loved college. Good good experience. As I'm sure a lot of people that, that you talk to here, I don't use any of it to a certain degree, right? There, there's a lot of soft skills and stuff that, that I'm sure I gained from it. But I went for engineering. So mechanical engineering kicked my butt from the academic standpoint. Like a lot of people, it was a, hey, I'm, I'm pretty good at math and science and I have no idea what I want to do with my life. But you know, I'm always pretty pragmatic with you know trying to think long term. So engineering seemed like a pretty smart decision and first job out of college as an engineer for smaller manufacturing company doing what's called like an applications engineer. So you're kind of more a sales support role in terms of like costing and things like that, but also spend a lot of time in the plant doing like custom jobs and working with the manufacturing side of it. So yeah, that was a, a good experience, good first job out of college. And then I went to a, a bigger company called Domatic and, and Domatic is a big like warehousing automation logistics company. It was a pretty, I guess, horizontal move, so to speak. It was kind of a, hey, this company is going to pay me more. It looks like, you know, just a totally different corporate culture in terms of, you know, dress code. I, d- I didn't have to wear a shirt and tie to work every day. And all the things when you're, you know, young, you you think are really going to make a, a big difference on your life, uh, you know, a couple more bucks and a couple more vacation days. So it ended up being a pretty much a completely horizontal move. I ended up doing the Pretty much the the same thing for a different industry, which again it was it was all fine and dandy, but didn't didn't really like a second of it. Not not for anyone's fault other than than my own, and knowing that I was not made to be you know a mechanical engineer. While the the world needs good engineers, but uh, they they didn't need Austin to be a good engineer. So I, I kind of learned that pretty quickly on, and was able to to jump ship uh, about a year ago. I've been I've been full time running my agency for for about a year. Started it more so two years ago as a freelancer, you know, on the side, which, you know, was a really good good way to go about it. Still have the guarantees of the full-time job, but, you know, plenty of time to build and grow my skills on on the side nights and weekends and stuff. Take a step back and tell me a little bit about your mindset with starting that first job. You know, were you expecting to have a career in engineering or were you starting to look for a path out early on? Yeah, I always was, you know, doing at least a good enough job of thinking of little further than two inches in front of me, right? I, I you know, thought where this could go, it could either go into more like a management position or sales seemed like a pretty good route for me. I, I like talking to people. I may be relatively extroverted, at least as engineers go, maybe 
maybe not the most extroverted person ever, but I re- always loved when I got to meet face to face with people, whether it was a client or a vendor or just anyone else on the team. So I actually started uh, my MBA online and ended up dropping out. So did about a year. I think I took four classes. I really actually liked the subject matter, but for me personally, and, and you know, this doesn't have to be the case for everybody, but I eventually kind of got to the conclusion. I was just doing it to put it on my resume and you know check something off the to-do list. I didn't really feel like it was making me a a better, I don't know, just making me a better employee or, you know, more well-rounded. I'm, I'm sure it was. And I, I liked everything I learned, but it was literally paying money just to put something else on my resume and maybe get paid more money. So it just kind of seemed a little, little off. And again, kind of the way I progressed, it was you know pretty clear that I, it was at least time to quit or at least put it on the, the back burner, which I don't think I ever will go back. But, you know, once I got more into entrepreneurship and and SEO and, and stuff like that. Tell me about when you first started dabbling in on the freelance side and was there anything in particular that led you down that path? I guess, you know, later in college when I learned, you know, hey, engineering's great and all, it's probably not gonna be my thing, you know, too late to really start from scratch, but I did get more into business and just kind of more fascinated how companies are started, how they grow, you know, all the, the different hats that you have to wear to, to grow a business, HR, sales, fulfillment, things of that nature. So I ended up picking up a few entrepreneurship courses, which which were really cool. That got me at least a little more validation to like, hey, I love love business. I love entrepreneurship, which it's it's still true today, but especially when I was in college, you know, startups and entrepreneurship, it's it was it's just kind of this like very flashy, glamorous, sexy sounding topic, right? Like it's a lot of young people in their te- late teens, early twenties, you know, watch the whatever that Facebook movie is, the founder, or you know, stuff like that, and and kind of you know seems to be you know sometimes it's trending up, sometimes it's trending down in terms of entrepreneurship seeming cool. But I knew that it really was something that was pretty interesting to me. So I've always had a little bit of that bug planted in my brain, and I've always tried making money online a lot of different ways. So. First started kind of doing some freelance engineering work because I knew I had some of those skills on Upwork, just kind of applying to jobs. I think I got like one job from it, made like $60. So <laughs> at least got me one thing to put on the, the freelance resume. And then and then eventually a little bit later, I tried Amazon drop shipping. So didn't really like take any courses or do any formal education on it. Just kind of you know, watched a couple of free YouTube videos and said, I, I just, I'm going to sign up for a Amazon seller account just to learn by doing. And so put, you know, a little bit of money into creating a product. I sourced some stuff from Alibaba and, you know, assembled these little kits. It's like a bike safety kit. So I got like the little lights that you like wrap around the, the post and they like flash little like handlebar rear view mirrors that you can screw on. And then there was like, I think it was like a neon vest that I folded up and I got these like custom mailers that had like a nice little bike logo on it and shipped all those to, to an Amazon warehouse. And it was like, I'm just going to see what happens. And then I didn't really market them at all. I just kind of let them sit there. And again, I, I was just dinking around, not really knowing what I was doing. I, I sold three of them. I sold one to my dad so I, he could give me a five-star review. And then two actually got sold legitimately from, I have no idea how they found it. I don't know if Amazon like boosted a new product or something like that but there was no like amazon seo i didn't put any ads towards it i think i had 50 of them and i eventually just told amazon to throw them all out because i didn't want to pay the 
$3 a month storage beyond them after, you know, six months of, of not doing anything with it. So that, that was just another kind of fun thing I did. And again, it was, it was more so just for like my own learning and, and, and interest. And then I eventually stumbled on some SEO courses and some kind of lead generation courses. So that's really what got me my, my first start. But again, it was more born out of curiosity of how do people make money online? Wasn't really something I knew anything about. So you know, a lot of Googling, a lot of reading blog posts, watching random YouTube videos, and one rabbit hole led to another that eventually got me on the path I'm on today and kind of timed up pretty consistently with COVID. So, you know, as terrible as, as COVID was, it kind of served as a catalyst for me. And again, many people that I'm sure are on your show that it was a, a time where we had more time to, to do stuff. If you're you know fortunate enough to have your health with you without the driving to work and without, you know, as much stuff to do at the end of the day i could only watch you know so much breaking bad they they stopped making seasons of it so i eventually found some more productive uses of my time and yeah i kind of delve into this seo course I made a couple of my own websites just to, to learn and eventually got kind of back on upwork freelancing a bunch and at that point i was actually starting to make a little bit of money so kind of got me on the idea of like hey i really like doing this it, it's fun it's fun to you know it's fun to sell to people you know get them on as clients but it's also i liked learning doing the work and it's, you know, it was satisfying to get people, you know, ranked higher on Google. So kind of just naturally flowed one into the other, but it wasn't super by purpose, but I guess wasn't super by, by accident either. Talk to me a little bit about, you know, the moment when you knew that you wanted to quit or you were ready to quit. Well, the, the timeline was really the, once I first kind of bought that course and started teaching myself SEO, it was pretty much a full year till I quit my job. I would say from when I started learning, it was probably, you know, four to six months in that range where I was able to get at least a few clients, wasn't really making enough to, to you know, do it full time by any means. But I realized like, hey, if I can keep growing this on the side a little bit and then just factor in, if I am able to do it full time, I should be able to, to sneak in some, some more work. So then once I got a little closer, like a couple months before, I, I was pretty confident on it. And, and the more I got excited about SEO and my business and, and what I was doing, the unfortunate truth was I got less and less excited about what I was doing in my own full-time job. And, you know, maybe part of that was again, because of, of COVID didn't really know any of my coworkers or anything, but I don't really think that was it. To be honest, I think I just really liked what I was doing and, you know, wasn't anything wrong with where I was at. It is just more, a I really love this, this new, new thing that I have going on. So, yeah. Originally I was going to wait a little bit longer because my wife was finishing up her physical therapy degree. So we're going to give that to the end of the school year, give her some time to, to get a job and, you know, get health insurance and stuff. But we, we ended up talking ourselves into shipping it a, a little sooner. And so I, I think I quit like March of 2021. So she still had a few more months of school left at that point. We just kind of went for it. And it, it is kind of funny. We were laughing at it maybe a couple months ago, just looking back at like the financials of the months leading up to making that decision. Like I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, we're doing so well. Like I, I don't know why I thought this, but I don't remember. I was only netting like a couple grand a month. And it was like, yeah, I think, I think, like we're good to go. I think this is going to replace our full-time income. It was like, you know, ignorance that led to, to a good thing. I'm, I'm pretty sure, but it was more so. I had a shroud of excitement that, that kind of blurred my sense of reality. But again, it, it worked out pretty well for me. Talk to me a little bit about, you know, the expectation versus reality of that first year of like starting your own business is something that we talk about a lot. Where you think you can get to in terms of, 
you know, the money to support yourself, your own salary, growing the business versus, you know, what it's actually like um, of like running that. So what was that like for you? Sure. I think the the biggest thing that there's a lot of like logistical things that don't pan up to your expectations, such as you don't really account for things not going well, at least if you're like an optimistic person like I am, where, you know, I'm not, I wasn't ever planning to have like calls that are just simply like, hey, I, I didn't do as good a job as I hoped. You know, the results aren't quite there. Being in an agency, some sometimes half the battle is doing the work. The other half of the battle is the account management, client management side of it. So I think that I got burned on that a couple of times and, you know, that can lead to a little bit of anxiety and stress and staying up late, trying to smooth over bumps. And, you know, again, just when things don't take this linear progression, like you think that they're going to, that's probably one thing that was, you know, maybe a surprise to me. But other than that, it was more just like a mindset shift of trying to zoom back out of the day-to-day tasks that had to get done and really think about like, how do I actually build a business in a way that it actually runs itself, so to speak, in terms of like processes and how do I build a team culture and things I'm definitely still learning and haven't cracked the code on yet by any means. But there's just a lot of things that you know, on those fronts that pop up that you never really think of. Cause when you're, you know, when you're a freelancer, you're, you're still just doing the work. You're, you're just a different type of employee, right? Instead of employee to a company, you're an employee to, you know, 10 clients. And that's always the case to a certain extent. But again, as, as I try and grow into more, you know, more of an agency and build a team that's, you know, really responsible for driving the results for our clients, that whole side of it is, is stuff that has been more challenging in some ways, but again, more rewarding as well. Like we, we got a, a great team right now and we have a lot of fun together that, you know, I wouldn't have had if I, it was just little old me clacking away at my, my keyboard all day. So yeah, other than that, just been trying to invest more time just in like personal development and, you know, training my brain to, to think a little differently because I kind of have learned that not that everything I've been told my whole life is a lie, but um, there's, there's definitely a lot of things that I've had to kind of beat out of my head in terms of, you know, what's really important. And again, it just helps you kind of zoom back on your life and, and try and build things in a way that's going to su- support that. So I, I kind of see the, the business as, you know, more of a vehicle to get where I want. But kind of like like what you said, there, there's kind of the expectation versus reality. And I'm not a, you know, young guru sitting on a Ferrari and on the beach sipping, you know, some, some fancy drink right now. I'm, I'm definitely just uh, working hard, but knowing that it's at least taken me somewhere that that's going to be, be pretty cool for me and my, my wife and future family. So how do you think about like the priorities of what you want out of the business and what you want out of your life? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question because it gets really easy to chase your tail on a lot of things to where there's, there's things I got to get done today, but you know, there's things that are more important to do today to help build that future. So it's, it's really, it really is a, a balancing act, I guess. The more clear, you know, of, of a vision for yourself you have, the more you can kind of tilt the scale in your favor and mentally justify, you know, building things in a way that's going to support that future. So I think, you know, again, there, there's client work that has to get done and I'm trying to get a little better at trusting in my team and, you know, delegating and just empowering them to 
to take good care of things, but it, it does become hard when there's again deadlines and and things of that nature. So that's that's definitely a big thing that's you know always on my mind in terms of like trying to think about the future. But I, I'm I'm trying to get more clarity on you know really what do I want my life to look like. You know, people are always saying more time, more freedom, more schedule control, and I definitely want all those things. You know, I want to you know have more time. I want to have more money, just like the next guy. At the end of the day, there's you know there's a lot more to it too. So I'm I'm trying to figure out you know really what's my place in the world, who who can I impact, who can I help, and and again to be honest, I I don't know, I don't have a very articulate answer at this point, but I can say I'm having fun trying to trying to figure it out. So I, and I think that's okay, right? I don't need to, I don't really need to know. I don't need to be an expert. I'm I'm not an expert. I'm I'm just just trying to swing the bat as much I can, and you know only need to hit a home run a couple of times to make something of myself. At least that's what I think. <laughs> we'll see. Going off on that, you know, how do you look at, you know, the conversation of work-life balance, especially while growing the business? I know that's something that entrepreneurs struggle with a lot in terms of you go away from the structured nine to five, but a lot of times you're always on or always have something to do. So how do you think about that? Yeah. So I, I definitely am, I wouldn't say bad at it, but like at least, the more classical thought is like, oh yeah, you definitely want to be able to turn work off. And it is something I struggle with to a certain extent where it's like, yeah, sure. I work a lot of hours. Um, that doesn't really bug me as much as like, I'm, I'm working on getting better at being present in the moment, especially when I'm not working, whether it's with, when I'm with, you know, my wife or friends or family, whatever it may be. I think one of the biggest things, and this is just kind of more like a real life example, like a technical thing is like on my my phone, I have my like email and like project management notifications only on your iPhone. Now you, you can do it where they only give you notifications like once a day, twice a day, you can kind of set, set the schedule. So that way, so like first thing in the morning after I'm up and I've had time to, you know, let the dog out and get my day started. And at the very end of the day, just so I don't miss anything important that goes up. I, other than when I'm actually have my email open, I don't get, you know, pinged every time something comes through. Cause you can get, you know, hundred emails a day, no problem. So that that's one little thing where it's like, I like being able, able to have my phone connected to my, to my business and be able to, you know, shoot things off on the fly. But even just something as simple as turning off the notifications hasn't changed the amount of emails I get, the amount of requests I get, the amount of, you know, fires that need to get put out. But when I look back a few weeks of doing it, I've actually noticed like, Hey, I, I feel less stressed about this stuff. Just, you know, really just blocking things into, chunks of time instead of having it kind of trickle through throughout the entire day. You know, there's a lot of people out there who have either recently quit their jobs or are thinking about quitting their jobs. You know, you've been through the process recently. You know, what's the best piece of advice or that you've been given or you would give a person that's, you know, in similar shoes? We're always told, you know, do what you want to do and, you know, you'll you'll always be happy or you'll never feel like you you want to work a day in your life. I I don't really believe that to be honest because you know, what I want to do is not going to make me <laughs> a lot of money. Again, not that I don't have a lot of fun running my business, but just trying to optimize things, right? Optimize your, your income, optimize your, your time, and just optimize your own, you know, daily happiness, satisfaction, rituals, whatever you want to call it. So I guess, you know, maybe a lesson you can take from my story is taking a pretty lateral move just for more money and what looked like a more exciting corporate culture really wasn't, you know, a good decision on my part. Not that it was a, a bad decision. You are feeling dissatisfied. Don't fall victim for the grass is always greener, you know, type of mentality because you'll, 
if, if you're doing it just for those reasons, like, oh, a little bit more money, oh, a little bit more vacation, oh, like the, if there are things that you're complaining about now and you think, oh, once I get that, it'll be better, you're, you're, you're just going to end up in the same position. Maybe the complaints will change a little bit. But if that's your mindset, you're probably doing it for the wrong reasons. Better just to learn how to be happy where you're at now. But if you really do know like that, you know, taking a big leap is, is the right move for you, then definitely do it. It doesn't matter. You know, if you're young, I guess, you know, more pragmatically speaking, you, you do have more of a risk tolerance. But even if you're in your 40s or 50s or 60s, at the end of the day, what, what do you got to lose anyways, right? So just just do it and don't make it such a big deal. Like it's it's fine. It's there, There's a lot out there. And, and yeah, it doesn't need to be this whole like movie scene thing where you slam your phone down and sparks fly like it's 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 okay just just say i quit and do something else there, there's a lot of things you can do you had a freelance gig on the side and you're kind of thinking about when's the right time to quit what is the best way that you think about that because i know sometimes there's only so many hours in the day and you can only devote so much time to your side hustle but then at the same time too it's great to have the security of the you know the full-time income while you build that up so how, how did you think about that and you know what's a piece of advice you give to someone kind of thinking about that same thing? Yeah, well, I think first of all, like the, the way I did it is actually like highly effective, right? Like it makes a lot of sense to, you know, if you were to completely cut the ties from your job completely, you know, you're not really going to be making money for a few months anyway. So it makes sense to at least have a little bit of momentum going. Plus you don't really know, you know, are you going to really like it? Are you really good at it? It's, it's just really good to have that. But, you know, again, then, then the drawback just becomes you know, time management. So I guess, you know, you, you do have to make sacrifices. You you do have to, you know, maybe spend a little less time going out on the weekends or, you know, going out to eat as much. But I guess for me personally, that, that stuff really wasn't that big a deal. I mean, not, not that I shut, shut myself off from the world by any means. You don't have to do that. I guess any type of systems that you can put in place to just set yourself up for success, I think that would be, you know, one tip. Like, don't think you can just willpower your way to uh, being more effective like that's stupid way to think about it like just if if you know for example if if you're having trouble watching too much netflix like maybe just unplug your tv so it's like an extra reminder just do like little things to trigger your brain and, and set up your environment for success if if your desk is super messy maybe just clean it up a little bit like just those those little wins actually do kind of domino effects. So again, it's it's not something where you're like, oh, I'm so motivated and passionate that like, no matter what happens, I'll I'll get through it. It's like that's great, but again, more pragmatically speaking, like think about how you can really structure how you wake up, what you do in the morning. Really, just think you know, think where you want to be and kind of work your way back in terms of like tangible things you can actually do. It's like the willpower thing is like you can't really do anything with willpower other than you know take one small action, turn on your computer, type an email, things like that. Especially as you're building your new business, like what are you, what are you most excited about over the next three to five years? It's a good question. I don't really know, to be honest. Again, I'm, I'm still working on articulating really what, what my dream is. I'm, I'm just happy to, to be where I'm at now. But again, I, I do believe in, you know, not thinking too, too far in front of your face. So I, I think for me, what would be good is just finding a, a way to, impact others, whether it's, you know, whether it's, you know, people, a part of my team that are satisfied with their work, they're, they're getting paid, things like that, and have a little more flexibility because we're, you know, a fully virtual company, or if there's, there's something else. 
things I think about a lot, I guess, like maybe I won't even be doing this three to five years from now. I, I, I'm sure I will be, but, you know, just, just thinking of ways that um, I can set things up now. So that way, you know, I don't have, for example, I don't have kids right now. I'm sure I will in three to five years. So hopefully I'm, I'm just able to spend time with them without the worry of money, work, jobs, things like that. To end it, do you want to give everyone an elevator pitch about your company and, uh, you know, sure. the best way to reach out to you? Sure. So we're Search Prestige. We are an SEO agency. We work with, you know, anyone that could really benefit from having higher organic rankings. We mostly work with other agencies at this point, helping them grow a, an additional revenue stream. So if you're like a full service agency or if you do PPC or web design and if your clients can benefit from SEO, we basically give you the option to um, have us as your internal SEO team and you can, you know, tap into an additional revenue stream without having to invest in the overhead. So we're, we're basically trying to help other agency owners like myself, you know, grow more easily, more frictionless and sleep a little better at night. Thank you for listening. It really means a lot to us. We want to hear from you as we keep growing. Please reach out on whyquit.co if you have any feedback or potential guests. A special thanks to Chris Dole for the music. Please check out his newest album, Here's to You, on Spotify. Thank you, and we will be back next week with another episode.